I've always operated on that thing that said, you know, I create the art and then you surrender it. You you put it out and you give it to people to consume. And then I, I almost detach myself from it, not in a bad way, but in a way that says the, the music will always be bigger. It's bigger. You know, the songs are bigger than me. The music is bigger than me. Nomfondo Kalova, and I'm a musician and lecturer and yeah, educator. You know, I, I when I say musician, I suppose it also means I write music, um, you know, and not just perform it. I think you you get to hear a message when she sings. Like, it's not just about the music. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> who? Because it's a song that's been sung before. It's an old song. But she read it and she reinvented it. And she had this really beautiful, clear, very honest voice. She wrote those lyrics and she gave meaning to Lendo Umna that... I've all I've always wanted Nomfondo Kalova, a music practitioner and enthusiast, as well as an advocate for music education, has her three supporters sharing their story in relation to her music. My name is Kuhle Mkagaza and I currently work as an economist and policymaker. I first heard of or saw Nomfondo from the Expresso show she was performing there a couple of years ago. Um, and the song that she performed was, well, one of the songs that she performed was Yaka Lingomo. I was really just, I think, captivated by her presence, um, just her um, the articulation and and when she started singing, you know, just her voice, the colour and the range in her voice. Um, her voice is very clear and you can tell that she's technically um, trained. So for me that just showed that um, she has a lot of respect for her voice um, and she treats her voice as an instrument. Um, and I was really just um, inspired by that, just seeing the excellence with which she performed on the show. Being exposed to her exposed me and expanded my knowledge and appreciation of music and of jazz. Um, so I think she she really has um, that kind of influence and that kind of presence through her music. Um, I think one thing as well that she has inspired me to do is to invest in um, learning the piano and growing my knowledge of the piano. I had neglected that instrument for a while. And I think after seeing her performing, um, I was really inspired to really learn. And so I've also learned a couple of songs because of her, because of being um, impacted by her music. You know, it's funny because um, I've, I've had that said to me before and by, you know, by people who had no idea who I was and were happened to be somewhere where I was singing. And then people will, you know, come up to me and say, 
you know, have you studied, did you study music? And I'll say yes. And they say, it's so, it's so obvious. There's something, you know, it's like, and, um, and I don't know why, because, and I always say this to my students, you know, I'm always like music to such an extent, it's like very abstract um, because it, it, and it goes back to the, to the fact that, you know, the power of, rep of, of repetition and like the power of, of practicing something, honing in on a skill and a craft, putting in the hours, you know, grafting, um, you know, to the T. And I always try, you know, when I perform to make it more than just about singing, you know, I like to have in my, in my dialogue with my audience, you know, I like to teach in one way. So I do consider myself also teaching when I sing. I'm I'm currently, I'm a, I'm a freelancer, musician, technician. And 2016, I saw her Good Morning Expresso. And um, I, I, I googled her and I like searched for her. I, I looked up uh, who is she. I found her music and I thought to myself, you like this lady is amazing. Cause um, around about that time I was kind of still trying to find myself musically. So when I saw a, a female instrumentalist on her own, um, who has a marvelous voice and is also an incredible pianist, um, doing her thing, it kind of it kind of motivated me to 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 try and 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 go into that adventure and 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 um, the business being to to do it. The song is Tandoluche. Her ability to put feelings of others in words unknowingly is impeccable. It spoke to me about about the real type of love there when it comes to a, a relationship. And at, at that at the time I, I, I heard the song, I was I was not in a relationship, but I was longing to find something ifanayonale waitetangaya, and I I. I went into a relationship thinking that this this was it, but when obviously because when you know what you want, you recognize what you don't want. So, um, utando luche um o olunga pelio olunga chochio lalunge kopaya. So I could recognize because I already know the type of love that I want. It gave a meaning to what I've always wanted. And when you figure and I notice about this is it. For me as an artist, she has done even even though but for me as an artist, she has she has given me the courage to stand. And do music because there's a lot of but I have these songs and stories that I I think I am sent to tell. I do get taken aback when I hear that, you know, that kind of a story. Because I'm I think I've never really 
quite understood and availed myself for just maybe how many people love my music and are touched by my music. So people like her came and sang those songs for us to heal, for us to, to believe, for us to love again. And, and she sang those songs and, and I'm, I'm a better person because of her. I'm a better musician because of her. I'm a better lover because of her. You're messing me up. <laughs> yeah, man. My name is Lerato Mutaung and I am a student and then I'm working part-time. I was actively looking for African artistry. So the person who introduced me to Noem Fundo was YouTube. Um, I also, I'm, I'm also a jazz lover. So I'll just like look up jazz artists. Um, and the first thing I ran into was her cover of Yakalinkom on Expresso. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> who? Because it's a song that's been sung before. It's an old song. That she read it and she reinvented it and she had this really beautiful clear very honest voice and i was like yay i want more of her stuff so that's the space i was in and i just started digging more and more and fell in love with her music I particularly fell in love with Fight With Me, one, because just like musically, it's a very interesting song. It's a very bare, it's her and the bass. Um, so already just musically speaking, there's such a nakedness to the song. There's such a vulnerability. And even the lyricism, right? Um, it's very interesting that she pens herself as almost the aggressor in the situation. Um so fight with me, tell me all the wrongs that are right with me, right? Tell me I'm selfish and controlling. Um, there's a an honesty about the song. There's almost like a pleading. Um, the song is very, very vulnerable. And it's really pretty. I think her, her lyricism was very deliberate in the song. Um, and so I really fell in love with just the refreshing honesty of the song. When you tell me my ego's in the way. Vulnerability is a powerful tool in the arts. Vulnerability, I think, you know, through music, it's a it's a tricky one. It's very profound in a sense that um, you know, as artists, we're so precious about the work that we create. Um, and what I've realized is that for me, uh, you know, if you really want to know about my life or my you know my world you know you'll find everything in the music and whatever is not in the music you're just not supposed to know <laughs> you, you know you know what i mean you know so and i mean there's yeah you know whatever you want to know about you'll find it in my music fight with me is just exactly like one of those songs right so and i think people have come to the understanding now that fight with me really happened like it really happened um and yeah it happened i wrote it just after the fight had happened in the middle of the night you know i, I wrote it just shortly after it happened and it's the only song in my catalog 
that I wrote immediately after an incident where I wrote the song from beginning to end in one sitting while those emotions were active. That's so beautiful. And the crazy thing is you can tell. <laughs> it literally feels like a conversation. Um, I think that's really pretty. And I think what's really lovely about that is it's communicated beautifully through the song. It's just touched so many people in so many, in, in such profound ways. Because there's a vulnerability in there that recognizes sometimes I'm, I'm wrong and I won't say. Um, and people in relationships or people who love any, we know it's like so true. Sometimes in relationships, we put up shields, right? Because, and we, we, we don't want to be vulnerable. Like we, and so to, to combat or to counter vulnerability, you know, our egos then tend to increase. And I think Fight With Me is really like a, it's a depiction of exactly that. That at some point, you know, when you're in, in a relationship, you know, to cross over that bridge of whatever it is that's the issue of contention, you know, you've got to call each other out, you know, on, and, 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 and let it be, you know. Because I think um, vulnerability means that you are open to being told when you're not necessarily right. Um, and, and vulnerability is also accepting that you have weaknesses and weak spots, right? And I think I also articulate that in Utando Luhle, you know, where I say in the bridge that, you know, we, we're often having that dichotomy, that, that fight between the brain and the heart. Because the brain and the heart seldom say the same thing. You know, and then we are here going, Aska, she loves she like why are you even staying? To tell you how I'm feeling right away. We do that. You see, when the heart comes at you and it like it comes with you at you on a completely different pluck, you know? And it's just called growing up and realizing that life is complex and that relationships are completely rife with complexity. Vulnerability for me is that. It's admitting that you know, I've got weak spots. How it's changed my outlook was just one, just loving how music can be so relatable, but also how just in everyday life, there's a kind of vulnerability that's really like good for relationships. Yeah. Numbundo has been inseparable from the piano since the age of 12. I get the idea, but I've got to be at the, I've got to, somewhere, I've got to be at the piano you know, to really then develop it, right? Um, and, and I suppose it goes back to, you know, having the piano as an instrument being my first, um, my first sort of, you know, touch in, in music and my entry point in music was the piano. I could play piano before I could sing. So, so I, I think it's that, it's so ingrained, you know, that I have to sit at the piano when I write. And then the lyrics, I mean, that always comes, you know, it, it, it comes, but, but the environment under which I, I, you know, in which I'm writing, there will be a keyboard or something of sort there. <laughs> Being an advocate of education, 
Numvundo is outspoken about the upcoming generation concerning the arts. People know, if you know me and you follow my work, you know that I'm very, I'm an advocate of education. Um, and, and yes, I am very educated in, in music. I don't know everything. I don't, I'm not educated in all music, but, um, but I'm significantly educated, especially, you know, in, in the realm of jazz. Um, but beyond that, I think, you know, for me, what is really important and what I realized is that if the superstars and everyone is like, you know, out in the, you know, mainstream, you know, we, we downplay the importance of education in the arts. We really downplay it. And I think we do out, we do the young, the young ones, we do them a disservice by downplaying the importance of arts education. Um, so um, it's so for me, and I think my education really is the one thing that I'm, that everything that I do is anchored in. I'm one of a small fraction of black, girls um who you know grew up in that time but who also just you know had all this music education so formal training and blah 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 blah, and all this access and because i know now you know when i when you look around and you go to look she is Golweni and stuff like that and in communities you know that don't have the resources there's such a yearning from young people and from kids black kids who want to learn how to read and write music her support system allowed her to be intentional about being ushered out of her insecurities. So a music school was like, it was just insecurity galore, right? And, and I think it's natural, like it's natural, but you are, one becomes incredibly insecure because you're just surrounded by people who are just so talented and therefore naturally you're always comparing yourself to the singer next to you and the singer next to them. Um, so I did go through a phase in music school in my undergrad where I was very insecure about my, about my ability because I just felt like I couldn't sing like so-and-so and, you know, so-and-so sings like this or you're like, yeah, no, but jazz singers sound like this and, I, and I'm not getting that sound or this or that. Um, and you work your way through it, right? You, you just work your way through the insecurity. But I think it's tricky because the sources that ushered me out of that insecurity didn't usher me out of it in that moment. I think about the fact that perhaps I had to tap into why I was doing music and I had to tap into the support that my family and my parents gave me from day one you know, with the music. She's locally relevant, but I really think she's globally marketable. Uh, she's so important. I know that I know she's the kind of artist I can play for my kids on a Sunday afternoon with pride, <laughs> you know? And I think that's so important. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for for giving young girls like me hope. Thank you for for doing you. Thank you for not hesitating to to write the stuff that is Balaya. And thank you for Ungabina Mona ke gift yako and sharing it with us and thank you
for being honest with us and thank you for being you go litemba you are such a treasure and you are a light in our generation and like just keep on doing what you're doing you you are seen you are valued you're appreciated and we're really looking forward to what you have to give um going forward and really just excited for what lies ahead for you. So thank you for honoring your calling to music. Thank you for honoring your gift and for sharing that with us. We are really so blessed to have your music um in our lives and in our sphere. This podcast was presented and produced by Nombasa Makoko and is available on ayono.fm and all other podcast platforms. The theme music was provided by Zuki Somakoko with the support of Adiola Samuel.